Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 563. If you'd like to have a copy of it to study over and over again, Sharon will tell you how you can receive one free of charge, including postage and handling at the end of the program. I've got a Bible reading for you. We're still in the sixth chapter of Matthew, and we're, we just finished uh, birth, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And we're on verse 14 now. And we have some music, real fine music from Patsy Klein and Gold City. So uh, we have letters, also very nice letters from people in the Philippines and elsewhere. All right, now let's um, ask the Father to anoint his service. And those of you out in Radio Land that are not yet saved, but you'd like to be saved, you're going to hear um, the truth from the Lord. And if you really want to be born of the Spirit, a member of Christ's body, just listen in. And you, this is the easiest ways to listen uh, to broadcasts that the Lord gives me. Father, anoint me. Give me uh, these open heart and open spirit ears and the open spirit to receive your spirit as to what you would say to the lost and to those that have slipped away from you those that have turned lukewarm those that have are beginning to convert to the antichrist lord uh, rebuke satan uh, those that will never be saved lord destroy them in the name of jesus you told us to hate evil you told us to witness and testify, to do good to all men, and render the things that are good to those that are evil. And we've done that, Lord. And uh, therefore, you said that you would uh, uh, do something to them, that they would have a reward. But the reward they're going to receive is not one that they're going to like. Now, there's so many scriptures that tell you that uh, tell the people that. You're a God of love, but there are many more scriptures that say that you're also a God of wrath to those who refuse to keep your commandment because you're very willing to give them the spirit and you're very willing to give them the baptism of the Holy Spirit to baptize them in the Holy Spirit, which will give them the strength and will first of all make them alive eternally. But if they go back into sin, your word plainly tells us that there remains no more forgiveness for them. Lord, I ask that it, this message touches everyone to the point to where they receive the fear of the Lord, the fear of your word to not do what it says. Lord, I ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, let everybody receive the fact that you are in heaven, that you are in us, that you're everywhere in the world, and that you do mean what you say. You are the life-giving spirit, but also you say that you are a God that makes alive, and you're also a God that kills. So for all the murderers, Lord, they're trying to decide whether they should let um, fetuses lived uh, out there, uh in-house life so that they can be born into this world as you commanded for us to do. Lord, if they refuse to do this, 
If they keep continuing on murdering these little babies, Lord, destroy them all in Jesus' mighty name. But first, let the message get to them, Father. Uh, we need to have more witnesses on the streets uh, delivering these gospel messages to people. If they refuse, well, we're to shake the dust of our feet off at them, the dust of our sandals or tennis shoes or Buster Brown shoes, whatever we're wearing, and uh, let them just be alone. But, Lord, you said you hate the workers of iniquity. This is Bible. This is you talking. These are your words. And so you said for us, because you hate them, you want us to preach the gospel to them so that there's, if they receive it, they have an opportunity. They'll never stand before you at the judgment bar of God and say that they never knew, that they never were told. So that, Lord, everyone on earth... Uh, we'll be able to say, and there's been 70, around 70 billion people made or created in this world have been born and died in this world to this point in time. 70 billion people, and most of them went to hell. They died and went to hell. And so we're the very last mop-up crew uh, from your government to warn people of the wrath that is to come. Who hath warned us from the wrath to come, you people out there? Well, John the Baptist was warning the Pharisees, Father, and you have called me to make the way of the Lord straight. You called Susie and myself to make the way of the Lord straight. And we've done that, Lord, and so the blood of their own souls is on their own hands. And Lord, any time that you want me to shake the dust of my feet off of them and take me into heaven, have at it, Father. I'd be very happy to be where you are, Jesus. Lord, I ask that you do these things. Everything that I prayed, <clears throat> I ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Okay, here's Patsy Klein to sing for you. And the song is Just a Closer Walk with Thee. And the word thee means Jesus. Walk, 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 walk. Just a closer walk with thee. I am weak, but thou art strong. Keep me from all Just a closer walk. Dear Lord, let it be. Just a closer walk. 
my feeble life is over. Time for me will be no Patsy Cline with the backup voices of the Jordanaires, the ones that first backed Elvis Presley up uh, with all of his big hits. And um, she went down when she was killed in the airplane crash. She's the best country western singer ever. Everyone says that, and I just really love the way she sings. Well, the Lord started... um, He uh, sent the Holy Spirit down. He said he was going to do it. So the Lord stated that he went up to heaven. He was going up to heaven, and he sent. he's going to send down the Holy Spirit. Uh, John the Baptist, uh, the Baptist said, um, uh, I baptize in water, but he that cometh after me is going to baptize you with the, ba- the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that uh, when he does that, you'll have power. For it is written that ye shall have power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's why Jesus, after he ascended from the grave and from hell, told everybody, all of his disciples, to tarry in Jerusalem, in the upper room, and um, wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So they know that uh, Jesus just doesn't talk idle. Some people think that Jesus is just talking, and so they ignore a lot of the words that he says because they feel that he's just talking to fill up the pages of the Bible. But whatever uh, Jesus is saying is not to fill up pages, it's instruction for people to go to the kingdom of heaven. And um, there's some, uh, I'm going to be reading some what uh, a lot of people think are insignificant scriptures. scriptures this evening, but they're not insignificant. So he said he's going to send down his Holy Spirit. So after they waited there for some days, there was a, a roaring, the sound of a roaring wind coming, and there was uh, uh, the Holy Spirit filled them with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and there were cloven tongues of fire on them. So he said he's going to send down his uh, his Holy Spirit, which is the life-giving Spirit, into people that receive him. He is not going to fill you with the Holy Spirit if you don't receive him. Well, who is him anyway? Him is the Word of God. And so he states that we have to receive him, the Word of God. 
it says he sits in the book of Revelation, it says he sits on a white horse and uh, there is um, a name on him and the name is the word of God. The first chapter of John, I keep saying it all the time, but people keep uh, chanting in the Catholic uh, cult. Um, and this is satanic, but I keep saying, preaching the word, teaching the word, that he is the Holy Spirit, and each word that he speaks is significant. And he gives us his power and His through his word, which is spirit and life. All right, so he gives us his power. So if we have his power living in us, then all the things that he did, we are able to do now. And people that believe that, then they need to um, do what he uh says that he can do in you so we receive him in us the power of god the holy spirit and then we can go out and lay hands on people that want to be healed and they will be healed instantly some preachers say well we'll see if god will heal you that's not right to say that because the lord has already healed you that is if you receive him the entire word of god well, he knows if you want to learn the entire word of God, and he knows that if you're, uh, he knows those that are striving for perfection. And in one place, the Bible says that thou shalt not strive with one another. No, but it says that you must seek and contend for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of gifts. So he gives us his power, which is his word which is guidance in this world, which also is power. He leads guides and directs us. He teaches us all things. Well, what does that mean that he leads guides and directs us? Well, let's read in the sixth chapter of Matthew. All right, and we'll go to verse 14. And here's what he says, and this is direction from the life-giving spirit. Because Jesus said, all the words that I speak are not my own. They come from the Father, and they are spirit, and they are life. And so that's hard, because when these words, which the Bible says is seed, are sown into you, Satan comes immediately and tries to distract your mind to think of something else and to think that these scriptures, like this, are insignificant. All right, so... For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Okay, well, there was a young man 25 years ago. He uh, signed statements against me and said that I wanted to kidnap him. And the FBI flew to his house in Boston after I put him out of the church on Thanksgiving Day because he wouldn't help out with anything in the church. And um, he uh, somehow the, he went down to Channel 5 or Channel 40 in um, Fort Smith. And the FBI got a hold of him and, they, and also the district attorney and told him, we can really get Tony now. And there was also the Southwest Times record, the... Uh, editor of the Southwest Times record, and lately he was arrested for trying to molest a police officer in the park. And so the Southwest Times record fired him. But this is 25 years ago. 
And the reason this Scott, Scotty, signed a um, false report on me, totally false, just like the people, they, you know, people believe whatever they want to believe. And if they know that there's sin on their soul, and I'm preaching, if they're lesbians or fornicators or adulterers or um, homosexuals or uh, liars, well, they get upset with me because I'm telling them what God said, and they just want to see if they can get a mob together to where they will come and, uh, you know, find a hanging a tree, a, a branch stout enough to hold a 230-pound uh, mammoth like myself. You know, it's some branch that will not break when the horse gets slapped on its uh, hinder parts, and I would be there hanging. It's a nice night for a hanging, huh? Over here in Falk, Arkansas. This is, they had a hanging tree out here where they hung a lot of blacks. They're against black people. Boy, we have a few black people in our church and they have been giving us uh, nothing but trouble for 10, 10 years. So we've been out here now in this area. But this is par for the course. But this man that did that, he signed those statements against me because the Southwest Times record and uh, the district attorney in the Fort Smith area, uh, Ron, uh, what was it, Ron Fields, yeah, was his name. And they just all, the, he said they were bombarding him and then Channel 40 did a, uh, a series on this church and myself really. Uh, saying it's called Mystery on the Ridge. They try to, you know, make everybody scared to death of you. We're so mysterious. No, we're just preaching the old-time gospel that all the old-timers used to preach. It was good enough for Paul and Silas, and it's good enough for me, okay? And that's all we're a-doing, and they're just making up all kinds of false stories. So I, according to God's word, this is my instructions that I have to forgive them and I have to forgive Scotty. Now, Scotty was kind of a, a little, quite a bit overweight and he had pimples all over his face. And the uh, people in the church, some of the guys didn't like him. And I don't, I'm calling them guys because I don't think that they're Christians because the Bible says if you hate your brother, Jesus said that, you're still walking in darkness. Amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit says that all over the place. And so I don't believe they were brothers because they've all gone astray and some have been turned into homosexuals and mockers and scoffers. But anyway, he was told that I said bad things about him in the Southwest Times record after he'd gone home to Boston, Massachusetts, or just outside of Boston. And so it infuriated him so much because I took him into my own house because I was afraid those brothers were going to hurt him. And he never forgot that. And uh, I just tried to protect him. And then when I said, well, Scotty, you got to help out around here somewhat because all the everybody's yelling and they're starting to complain about me favoring you and I didn't really favor him I was just trying to protect him and so when I told him that he said I'm going I said well then go you have to go because I'm not going to take this flack everybody I have to work you have to work everybody all of us have to work and so he took off and somehow channel 5 
grabbed him and the district attorney. They're all just laying wait like a bunch of devils uh, trying to destroy you. So they got him to sign. After he came back from Boston, he did this. Uh, first of all, he did this series of Mystery on the Ridge, which he didn't really say I tried to kidnap him or anything. All I was doing was, it was uh, protecting him. And so he went home, and here comes uh, uh, this FBI man and two others. And they started, one of them's name was Jack Jewell. And they says, Tony is saying all kinds of bad things about you in the Southwest Times record. And it infuriated him because he said he always looked up to me as a father. Uh, but now, now he's confessing it. Well, I left 25 years ago because I'd never been anywhere. I'd never done anything. And I wanted to see if there was anything in the world. And so I went out into the world. And now, Tony, please let me come back to the church. I've always looked up to you. I've always, uh, you know, just spoke highly of you. I mean, you to me are like a father. And I remember you protected me and all that sort of thing. So I got a call to, for, for, uh, from him a couple of days ago, and I hadn't been able to answer it until today. And I did. He says, please let me come back. And so I listened to him talk, and he sounded sincere. But what a, the, the way I got rid of those devils is I, I, I recorded him. He, he, uh, I said, look, at, I was in Nashville. He was in Fort Smith. And so I said, Scotty, if uh, what you're telling me that they were threatening you and you signed the, uh, a uh, complaint that I kidnapped you, how could you do something like that after I was protecting you and everything? He says, well, they told me that you said bad things about me. Well, even if I had, you don't render evil for evil, but you just do good. I says, um, now you know, he would, they found him at the library. He was walking out of the library. He went in there to look at all the back issues of the newspaper and couldn't find anything because the FBI lied to him. And uh, Ron Fields lied to him. And Channel 40 lied to him. And uh, all the different people out there in the Fort Smith area lied about me to him. So he says, oh, God, I'm so sorry I signed that. I mean, that was so that little Lindbergh law carries the death penalty. And I says, yeah, I know. They're trying to put me to death. And also he, he said that I was, um, he uh, said, they said, go ahead and sign this. We can get Tony Alamo. We can get him good now. And so I even signed that I was fixing a vote, uh, the voting in Dyer, Arkansas, a little hick town of rednecks uh, right near Elma, Arkansas, about five miles further towards uh, Little Rock. <clears throat> and so I says, well, will you call my attorney? Will you go over to my attorney's office and make a confession to that on a, have him tape you? Over at Roy Jean's office, he, Roy Jean is still uh, an attorney in uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, even to this day. And so he said, yes, I will. So he went over there, and I called Roy Jean. I said, look, at this Scotty, the one that did this, uh, he lied about me on TV. And he uh, he wants to make a confession. Will you record him? I'm going to have a couple of brothers bring him up. He says, sure, Tony, I'll bring him up. Okay, so he goes uh, up there, records it, and he called me back. The brothers did and said he recorded it, and it's just like he said. 
And so they put him on the phone. I said, yeah, I'm out here in Nashville. He, I, he, I, I said, you want to come out here, Scott? He says, sure. So I had the house wired, you know, because I, I wanted to see if the, he's going to repeat the same thing. He came out there, and I started talking to him. What was the guy's name at the FBI? He's Jack Jewell, immediately. And I said, well, what uh, was the DA? What did he say? You mean Ron Fields? And I said, yeah, he's got a real sharp mind. A lot of people think that he's not too bright, but he is. Uh, he remembers things really well. And then he, uh, I said, well, what channel was it that uh, was uh, doing this smear campaign, this anti-Tony Alamo propaganda? He says, Channel 40. And he mentioned the guy's names over there. I don't remember because I don't hold grudges against people because it's against the Bible. And so we go back into this. And then after all these years, he's, he called, and I talked to him today, and he says, Tony, I've always looked up to you as a, as a father, a dad. My dad, he says, you treat me better than my dad and my mother ever did. He says, that I'm so sorry that I said those things about you. And he's coming back here on Monday or Tuesday, and I'm going to put him on the air. And you'll hear him saying the same things. So I put out a piece of uh, literature on this. So when he recorded, I says, uh, Scotty, I recorded this. Now, do you mind if I put this out on a piece of paper, you know, and uh, a piece of gospel literature and distribute it throughout little, uh, Fort Smith? It's not at all. He signed it. And so we printed it up and sent it all over the place. And this Ron Field, the DA that says, we got Tony now. Uh, he stood up on television in uh, on Channel 5 and 40 and says, I... I have made a horrible mistake. This Scott Gregory, uh, we're going to arrest him for malicious prosecution. He uh, maliciously prosecuted this fine man, Tony Alamo. And I says, wonderful. That's right, I am a fine man, and it's just about time that you people out there recognize that. Mm -hmm. And so after 25 years, he said, I want to go here and there and see what it's all about in the world. And I know there's nothing out here. And he said that he has a website now that's uh, bigger than, uh, uh, what is that? Amazon. Amazon Book Company. He said, so I'm going to sell it. And I didn't ask him, well, how much? He said, got a partner with him. And I said, I don't care about that. And he's in New Orleans. And he was there when the flood came. And when the tornado or whatever it was that ripped through there. And so now we go back to the scriptures. And so all I did is just uh, let him tell the truth. There was another man at the same time. His name was Joseph Telefaro. And he was the with the FBI and we didn't know it. And every day he had to call somebody at a certain time. And so after a while he says, Tony, I have to make a confession to you. I got saved. I came in here as a plant from the FBI to see uh, if there was anything wrong with you, and there's nothing. I haven't found anything. As a matter of fact, I, this is the most wonderful place in the world, and I got saved. I'm saved now. And he says, I, I just want to make a confession, and I know when I do, you'll never hear of me again because they'll kill me. But I've got to leave because I don't want them to march on your property and kill me. I did. They'll know I'm going to tell them that I'm gone, and they'll look me, hunt me down, and they will kill me. And so I put his confession on that same 
uh, Scotty uh, piece of literature that I distributed. And Ron Fields got on television and said, this is the nicest man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but behind doors, he said, let's get Tony. We got him. No, you don't got me, okay? No, you didn't got me, Ron Fields. All right, so he's a treacherous uh, person, but I have to forgive those. Uh, it says, if ye forgive men their trespasses. He says, render not evil for evil, but render what for evil? Good. Good. Yes, render good for evil. So it says, for if, and this is the Holy Spirit talking, so if people fall asleep, it's no wonder that they don't really keep the commandments of the Lord that much, because they think that this is just some indiscriminate piece of uh, garbage that the Lord is saying to fill up the pages of the Bible. But one of these days you're going to wake up at the judgment bar of God and you're going to find out that you're garbage. Garbage. Not even garbage. Garbage. So he says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Well, I don't want to be guilty at the judgment bar of God. So when Scotty asked if he could come back, I said, you know, he may be coming back. The government might be sending him back in here as a uh, to say, oh, Tony Alamo is doing this now and doing that and bringing all kinds of accusation against me because he did it once. He might be able to do it again. I don't know. But I want everybody to know that I believe this scripture and that I'm letting him come back. But if he does anything wrong again... I'm going to warn him about that. So, Scott, you'll have to leave again because the Lord tells me not to let a rotten apple in here because it'll ruin all the other apples that are not rotten. I'm not saying that they're not rotten apples in the church because if Jesus had one out of 12, I'm sure that I have uh, several out of hundreds and thousands. Okay? But now, verse 15. But if ye forgive not men uh, their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father, your Father in heaven, forgive your trespasses. And, you know, we uh, the people in this world, uh, there's a lot of us that will not sin. We can't sin because we're saved. We have the life-giving spirit in us, and we cannot sin. That's just the way it is. Verse 16, moreover, when ye fast, now this, oh, we don't fast. It doesn't apply to us because we don't fast, but you're supposed to. You know, some of the people in this church, if they fast one day, they say, I've got such headaches. Oh, I can't stand it anymore. I get these headaches. Can I have something to get? Can I have a cracker? Can I have something? I said, that's between you and the Lord. But that's not a fast, okay? Or can we have tea with sugar in it or coffee with sugar in it? I remember when the Lord told me to fast uh, until uh, he, I fasted for at least 30 to 40 days without food and water. And everybody was begging me. The Lord said, if I didn't, he'd kill me. And I knew he's telling me the truth. See, so many people 
have not had the experiences that I've had with the Lord, and so they don't really know him. But when, I believe God that when he says, if you don't do something, he'll kill you. And that's what I believe, and uh, I'm right. Because people have not, they've just, uh, you know, been in a humdrum type of house, and their parents argue with each other all the time. They don't see their parents or anyone in their family keeping the commandments of the Lord, and they're the the boys are wise guys and the girls are nothings. But it says this uh, he does say that we have to fast. When the Son of Man, the bridegroom, goes away, they will fast. Doesn't the Bible say that? Yeah. Okay. I remember one time when Sue and I were going to a cafeteria and I really wanted to fast. And she started getting angry at me. I says Look, that won't bother me at all. Go ahead and eat. She says, I'm not eating if you're not going to eat. And uh, I thought, man, this is really wild. I, 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 you know, she should uh, say, yeah, go ahead and eat. Uh, not eat. I don't care. I'm going to eat right in front of you. If a person is fasting, that's not going to stop me from eating. If I'm fasting, I don't want to be able to stop you from eating either if the Lord hasn't put a fast on you. But if he does, if you're that spiritual to where you know when you have to fast and when you know that you're not, well, then you'll be getting closer to the Lord. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites. I wasn't being like a hypocrite. I just, I was smiling and laughing and I said, come on, go ahead and eat. No, she was the one that was getting upset. But, okay, so don't be like the hypocrites of a sad uh, countenance. When I see people that just look sad all the time, that would not encourage me to be a Christian if I was a lost person. Because it looks like they're just having one horrible time being saved. You can tell that their flesh is eaten up with lust and they just want to get out of here. It's like Scotty, you know, he just wanted to get out of the church. It was Thanksgiving Day. So those people, the FBI and the um, district attorney and the Southwest Times record and the Channel 40 was offered. They put him in a suite uh, in Fort Smith in one of the hotels and told him he could have all the booze he wants to drink. And all the food, you know, just do this uh, Mystery on the Ridge series for us on TV. So he did it, but he never really said anything bad about me. And I thought, well, how could he? I mean, I was defended his life. But he did later when the FBI told him and all these people said that I had um, said bad things about him. He couldn't believe that because he looked up to me like I was his dad. All right, so these uh, hypocrites, uh, they have a sad countenance when they, oh, they want everybody to know they're suffering. And weasels in the church that uh, never smile, uh, they never have a, 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 you know, a beautiful countenance of the Spirit of the Lord on them. Uh, they're, they're gruesome looking and they're gruesome and they throw people's souls and they love to just strike out at people with bitterness 
in their bitter heart which has already strangled their soul to death. For they disfigure their faces. Ow! Ow! Oh, God, this is awful to be a Christian, they do. They disfigure their faces that they may appear uh, unto men to fast. What are they trying to impress people for? I see people giving their testimonies and they're smiling with phony smiles on television and everything, or else they're weeping and everything, and they really haven't been through much fire at all. Uh, Jesus says, Surely, verily, surely I say unto you, uh, they have their reward. But the thing is, is they're not going to like their reward. Verse 17, these are not idle words. This is the life-giving spirit talking to you. Verse 17, but thou, when thou fastest, do what? Anoint thine head. Don't throw flour all over your face and look. try to make yourself look like Frankenstein. Uh, throw, um, anoint your head and wash your faces. Get all the flour off of them and act normal. Don't uh, let people know that you're fasting. Otherwise, you're going to have no reward because you're trying to make people think that you're holy and all you are is a bad actress or a bad actor. Verse 18. This is the Holy Spirit, the life-giving Spirit talking to you, folks, and this is not to be taken lightly. Verse 18, that thou appear not unto men to fast. God doesn't want you to let people know that you're fasting, so you got to wash your face and uh, rub a little oil on it so you shine a little bit, amen? amen. And then uh, show your teeth. Some people only show their teeth. When they're flirting with somebody, hi, guy, hi, how are you? That's the only time they smile, or when it's time to eat. Hurry up, hurry up, pronto, somebody might eat your food. Get there quick, get there quick before it's too late. Oh, come on, weasel, hurry, hurry, hurry. Somebody's going to eat your plato, eat all your food. So he doesn't want you to appear to men to fast, but unto thy father. Oh, Father God, I am fasting unto you, and I'm not fasting uh, just to fast. I'm fasting because it cuts my soul. It humbles me. It makes me with a contrite spirit. Breaks me down just like a broken egg so that your spirit can get into me. And uh, I love to do this because I know that when I fast that you're really going to hear me and I'm going to grow in the Lord. Which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret because the Lord's everywhere. I shall reward thee openly before people. You know, you know, it's really good when the Lord rewards you and uh, does it openly uh, because then people know you're of the Lord. But when you try to make yourself look great and big and holy, 
You're not. Nobody believes you, and it's for sure the Lord will not bless you. Verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves uh, treasures upon earth when moth, where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Because we're in, when we're in the kingdom of heaven, no one can steal the rewards that we receive there. All because there's no thieves in heaven. If you're a thief, if you're a thief and you don't repent, you're not going to be in heaven because there's not going to be any thieves there. There's not going to be any sin in heaven. And if you think that you can have sin on your soul and get there, well, you're highly mistaken. Verse 20, but lay up for yourselves uh, treasures in heaven. Well, how do we do that? Well, you follow these instructions. And when you follow the instructions of the life-giving spirit, which is the word of God, it is your daily bread and your uh, spirit. It's the spiritual bread and drink. It is the Holy Spirit talking to you if you receive it. So I lay up treasures in heaven where neither uh, moth nor rust doth corrupt. And incidentally, there be no thieves to steal it from you. Moths will eat up your clothes here on this side of eternity. That's It's such a bummer on this side of eternity when you compare it to heaven. And where thieves do not break uh, uh, through your doors or windows and steal, rob you. So how do you lay up again the things for the kingdom of heaven? Well, you read the Bible, you pray, and you read these words like it's the Holy Spirit, because it is. Uh, it's spirit and life unto you, and you receive them into your soul, into your soul, into your soul, your spirit, so that uh, you will never forget that. Write these things on the table of your heart. Because so many people just read by this real fast. They say, you know, hick it like hickory dickory dot, the mouse ran up the clock, da 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 that is the way it is. Okay, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart be also. There, uh, your treasure will be also. Okay, now verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. Well, what does that mean? Well, because... The body is where you, the real you, is living. And when you can look out of your eyes, that's your spirit looking out through this body made of dirt. Now, the spirit is never going to die. It's going to spend eternity someplace. And uh, so uh, if you're... Just studying the word of God and doing exactly what that says with your eye will be single then. 
and then the whole inside of you will be full of light. But so many people ignore. My boy Cyan was telling me that when he was witnessing uh, distributing literature in a different towns, some people really gladly receive the literature and say, oh, we've heard about your church and uh, all this. And then, but some of them will, when they see him coming over to their car, they're parked in a mall or something, they'll just pick up a book and pretend like they're reading and that they don't see him trying to give them a piece of literature, gospel literature. Well, the Bible says that uh, scientists shake the dust of your feet off them and go to some other vehicle to some other person. But the light of your body is the eye. Because well, your body doesn't know where to go if it can't see. Uh, your eye is given to you for direction to read the word of God and to reject it or accept it. You can reject it because God doesn't make robots out of people. Or you can accept it. So the light of the body is the eye. Your eyes. If, therefore... Thine eye be single. Thy whole body shall be uh, full, filled up with light. Well, when you go to a gas station, you say, fill her up with ethyl. Well, they fill it up with ethyl because you're going there for one specific thing. And this is what it's saying that the lines of your body is your eye. And so you want to use your eye for reading the word of God because you want to be filled up with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, the life-giving spirit, with his Father and the Holy Spirit as well, which he is all of them. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But if thine eye be evil, in other words, you don't want to look at the Bible. You want to read catalogs which there's no earthly benefit to that whatsoever, or you want to read smut or filth, or you want to look at girls if you're a guy and if uh, you want to just look at boys and think about them, then your eye is evil. Well, what, is that right to be married? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all things will be added unto you. Amen? Amen. So if thy, but if your eye be evil, thy entire or your whole body shall be full of darkness. Because the word of God leads you, guides you, and directs you. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters. You're not going to be able to look at 90% of the time at the world and 10 or 1 to 10% of the Lord. Most people, it's like 99 and 9 tenths to 100%. They look at the world. And everything is so wonderful to him. But Scotty went out there for 25 year, years and he's trying to, uh, he was trying to find something. He said, it's all garbage. I want to come back. Please let me come back. And there's all kinds of people. He said, there's a lot of people that want to come back, but they're afraid to ask. Don't be afraid. 
No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one, like if you're holding to the world, you're holding to the devil, you're hanging on to him for dear, dear death. And um, you despise the other, you despise the Lord. All those that hate me love death, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit says. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Now, we have a couple of minutes here to read some testimonials, because uh, my time is running short. we got just two minutes for that, and then we have to close. This is from the Philippines. Dear Evangelist Tony Alamo, no words, and I mean no words at all, could possibly express the joy and gratitude in my heart to God for your work and ministry. Although you receive many phone calls, letters, and emails, I do not think you could possibly know the impact of your ministry on your Filipino listeners like me. Your program is such an inspiration, always an encouragement, a source of light, and I am just so thankful to know you are there by just turning on our radio every Sunday. Please continue with your good works and deeds, which God will surely be happy that his messages are sent through your program. God is good. He is alive. Josephine Arizala from Tagwig City, Philippines. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, and then you have another one? Yes, from Zambia. Pastor Lama, warm and lovely Christian greetings in the name that is above every other name, Jesus Christ. Zambia, is that Norway? Africa. I see. Okay, then what? Our prayer is that God may continue to bless and use you to cover the world with the word of God. Thanks a million for the gospel literature, Bibles, t-shirts, and sweatshirts you sent. May God bless you a hundredfold. Pastor, you are such a blessing and an inspiration to us here in Zambia. Our prayer is that your ministry may continue to influence the world with the word of God. Pastor, your literature and books carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They are not ordinary, but extraordinary, and they influence our lives to work for God. We regard you as our spiritual mentor. We believe that the mantle that is upon your life will also be passed on to us, like Elijah passed his mantle to Elisha. We will work for God regardless of the cost. We're kindly requesting more Bibles, literature, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. The shirts are not for people to wear to church, but they're for us to preach and distribute the gospel literature in. We're a group of not more than 70, and our vision is to preach in hospitals, marketplaces, rural areas, etc., We also have a vision of conducting open crusades, revival meetings, conferences, overnight prayer meetings, etc. We're believing God to open doors for us to travel to different areas, countries, rural areas, schools, organizations, institutions, to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to fulfill Acts 1.8. Our prayer is that one day this scripture will come to pass in our lives. Let's go to the whole world and preach the gospel. Man of God, in our next letter, we'll enclose some photos of when we go out to preach. May the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob bless you. Yours in his service, William Mawali from Zambia, Africa. Okay, this is uh, World Pastor Tony Alamo. Uh, I just, this is the time of our program that I uh, like to pray with people. And so let's pray together now and um, say this to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that he died on the cross 
and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. I just praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory. And read the King James Version of the Bible. Okay, Sharon, tell the our radio audience how they can receive a copy of this um, CD, this radio program, which is 563. And please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free of charge. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479 479- 782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Okay, well, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message uh, for the edification of your soul and to give you strength from the from heaven, from God himself living in you. And right now we're going to have Gold City sing for you Midnight Cry. I hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind and it's close or now than it's ever been I can almost hear the trumpet
prophecies fulfilling and signs of a time there appear The midnight cry.